Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. A good man is like fine wine. They all start out as grapes. <laughs> Our job it. is to stomp on them. Yes, it is, girl. And keep them in the dark until they mature into something we wouldn't mind having dinner with. Yes, amen. That is the one and only Maxine Shaw from Living Single. Attorney at Law. Oh, yes. Now that, I will never not know a Living Single quote. I have that on... I think I bought all the seasons on iTunes, Amazon, whichever one it is. I purchased them all on Amazon. Right. And then everybody was like, oh, Hulu is streaming Living Single now. Like, oh, well, that's That's nice. nice. But (laughs) I own them all. I own them. (laughs) Because there's nobody like Maxine Shaw. Honestly, that whole cast, it was just so good. And the fact that it was so clearly the inspiration for Friends, and yet somehow Friends is the bigger show, but Living Single is just so much better. Anyway, we don't have to get into it. So Living Single, fantastic show. Love y'all so much. We'll talk about reboots later, but if there was one. I don't know why they haven't gotten to it. Hey, Living Single reboot. What's going on with that? I feel like most of the people involved with Living Single are like... Let Living Single be what it was in the time that it was. It was amazing. We were 90s kind of girls. We were not 2019 kind of girls. Thank you. (laughs) Imagine Sinclair trying to use Tinder or some shit. Oh, God. No, thanks. No, no. But anyway. Well, everyone, welcome back to The Read. I'm Erica Alexander. God damn it. I was going to be Erica Alexander. It was my idea. And you know what? I will be Queen Latifah. Why not? Dyke pride. (laughs) This is Reed. Thanks for coming back with us for another uh, episode. I just touched down back into the city. I was a little worried you weren't going to make it when I woke up this morning and saw all that snow out there. I was like, oh, I wonder if the flights are canceled or delayed. But So when I got on my flight, I remember them saying something about, oh, there's going to be some turbulence when we're making our way into the city or whatever. And I was like, I'll be asleep. Okay. So. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, amen to that. I mean, what a transition. Los Angeles, thank you so much for the weather that you gave to me this past weekend. Um, Oh, yeah. From 81 to 31. How you like that? Wow. Uh, And it was just raining like nobody's business. Ice is everywhere. It just... Yeah, and now it's rain on top of the snow, so it's just slushy and really shitty out there. So, nothing at all like LA. 
Yeah, you had a great time out there. Thank you so much for I FaceTiming did. me so I could see our young fave. Yes. Shout out to Marseille, Marin, mm-hmm. and her amazing family. Yes. Who once again let me storm the, the blackish <laughs> set. Like, <laughs> I have business to be there. It's just a matter Not of time. Only before did I get to go? <laughs> it's just a matter of time. I got to actually sit in on a table read for one of the new episodes. Shut up with so, the whole cast. Jennifer Lewis was not there. She oh, had like okay. an illness or something like that or okay. whatever. So of course, like God was like, you will take your blessing. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm not going to give you all of it. <laughs> but yeah, like the majority of the cast oh, was in God, there. I Tracy would have Ellis died. Ross. And she's directing, uh, I don't know if she's directing the episode that they read. I think she is. I think she is too because she just posted that script like last week or something. So I think she, So the that whole is room the was like, congratulations. And they did like this whole clap thing for her and she did like a cute job. I mean, anyway, whatever. It's, it's top secret. She's, I will know, and I'm sure it is. I'm sure you had to sign all kinds of NDAs and all that. You know, you fancy famous niggas. But yeah, no, that was amazing and like awesome to be in a room, like watching my right. favorite people do their job <laughs> that I love so much. I was watching Blackish uh, last night and just thinking if there was ever anybody in the world who was Kid Fury in sitcom format. Yeah. It would be Diane. Yeah. She is you. <laughs> Did you see? Have you seen last night's episode yeah. yet? <laughs> the fact that like they were making fun of that kid and Junior felt bad and Diane was just cracking up like, right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> At no point did she feel any remorse or any sadness when Junior came to her later. She was like, mm, okay, well, fuck you also. It just walked out on him like, how is she not you? <sighs> doing great it. things over there. So, in, yeah, shout out Black to Hollywood. the Martin family, all of y'all. Oh, Black Excellence as well, also, besides them. Uh, this week, it goes out to two Georgia teens and siblings named Hannah Lucas and her brother. Where the hell is his name? Charlie. Oh, yes, I saw this story. Okay, so Hannah and Charlie created an app together called Not Okay. Uh, Hannah was diagnosed with a condition that causes her to faint frequently, apparently. And so this caused her to, you know, deal with anxiety and fear of what happens if I'm by myself or, you know, nobody's there to help me. Right. Um, Which caused her, you know, to start dealing with depression. And her amazing brother, first of all, Hannah's 15, Charlie's 13. So these are children. And I'm looking at their picture. Both of them look way better at that age than I did. They look I like was, Obama's. Right. They look like they could be Sasha and Malia's cousins. Right. I was told to fuck up at that age. Acne everywhere. Just hair crazy. My glasses were always crooked. Always. Because I was always falling asleep with them on and bending them or some shit. Just, these kids look amazing. <laughs> So, um, they started, okay, so Charlie apparently learns how to, like, code in summer camp. Shout out to That's the what these parents kids are and guardians putting yes. them into, you know, uh, programs and getting them interested in things right. and having them learn. Because the boy was already things like, okay, well, let's, let's start making an app. <laughs> she did some illustrations, I guess, of what she wanted it to look like. And he got it all coded up. Apparently, she went to uh, Georgia Tech and was taking summer classes on wow. entrepreneurship. And from there, P- 
pitched the app, which led them to a develop a development company in Savannah. And now you can actually download the Not Okay app on iOS, Android uh, devices. So apparently how this works is you um, input five uh, contacts and. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're feeling like you need emotional and or physical assistance, you just press a button and it sends out an alert to your contacts with your GPS location and a message that says, hey, I'm not okay. Please call me, text me or come find me. Which Do you I know love. what I could have done okay. with this app in life? Yeah, right. I really, really love this because people who are in the throes of like poor mental health or having a mental health episode probably are not going to be like, oh, let me call my closest friends and reach out to them and try to ask them for support. Like it's so much easier, especially in this day and age, to just pick up a phone and be like, fine, I'm pressing the button. Right. And leaving it up to them, which right. is just, I love it. It's so genius. So shout out to these and kids, And sometimes man. you don't know what to say, how to put things in words, or even want to have the energy or whatever to right. even do that. So sometimes it's just like, you know what, I'm going to push this button. <laughs> and then... And just so y'all know, it's like a bat signal. Like, please right. assist this nigga. Help. Nigga down. <laughs> yes. Help. Help me. So this is wonderful. This is such a great idea. And so. I just love it. Shout out to Hannah and Charlie and all of the dope, awesome stuff that you're doing. And this is an amazing app and I'm inspired. Yeah. Downloading it now. Me too. Shout out to you guys. Great work. So this week in The Mess, a.k.a. Um, Hot Tops and the Olympians, the Sea of Bottoms. Oh, my goodness. Well, that is fancy. Um, Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. 
But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right, so let's see what I missed slash ignored over the past week. It was ignored. <laughs> For the most part, yes. Um, all right, so what the fuck is India are you talking about? Oh, I do not know, but it is funny. <laughs> so <laughs> I was about to sing, but I decided to not. We can just wait. <laughs> I mean, we can have a song conversation if you want to. Song conversation is sacred. You don't play around with. This is very important. It is a reflection of my work, my body, my womb. You will not do this. You will not disrespect it for your jokes. Jimmy Fallon, I guess, did some sketch on his show called Song Versation. Mm-hmm. Um, with Justin Timberlake. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. India Ari tweeted the following. <clears throat> Oh, God, it's a lot. God damn. <laughs> fuck, it's a lot. Um, I hear the Jimmy Fallon... <clears throat> the Jimmy Fallon show appropriated my sacred word. Songversation last night for a skit. Just to be clear, I'm offended. This not what I have cultivated this word for. Nope. Ma'am. Nope. <laughs> Scrolling through these hashtags is making me nauseous. <laughs> Hashtag songversation was not created as a place for Jimmy Fallon to make jokes. I demand that my life's work be respected. Do not toy with songversation. Hashtag soulbirds worldwide. Oh no, ma'am. <laughs> Your life's work. This album came out like four years ago. I've never heard of it. I either until she started hashtagging it talking about it. I was like, girl, what? I know it is not personal to you, Jimmy Fallon, but it is personal to me now that you know. Please do not do that. (laughs) There will be no dragging in my name. I'm not about that. Oh, girl. But I speak up for myself. Songversation is sacred. Respect it. Respect me. Mm-mm. Then she just said again, rest my life's work. God, how many more are there? Songversation is the name of two of my albums and all of my performances since 2010. Those who have witnessed... Again. Seven people. Sis, right. No, I demand reappect. I'm glad you said this. You didn't have to do that with her typo. <laughs> you knew what she meant. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. My stance is not that it was intentional. It's a st- it is that it's offensive. I don't like it. I don't have and I don't have to. And standing for myself is oh. valid. Whoever rides with me, I'm grateful. Who doesn't get, I'm cool with that too. But saying nothing, that doesn't serve my well-being. Thank you for your cool tone. Peace emoji. I'm I'm really loving this. India, that's it, thankfully. I I think I skipped maybe three. I mean, and all she really did was repeat herself continuously anyway, so it doesn't even matter. I just really want India Irie to understand that like Songversation was a cutesy little portmanteau long before her album came out. 
Like people have been using songversation as a word for a long time. And also just doing that thing that they were doing in the skit. So I don't really understand. I didn't know that. Well, that that people be like songversation, like like just doing that as a thing or Mm-mm. well, I mean, I don't even think they have to. I just think that the word itself is one that I've certainly heard many, many times before our album ever came out. I don't really see how she thought that I don't understand how this was offensive to her. Right. I while I've never heard it before like that or whatever or I never even watched the skits uh, the skits so I don't even know what well it's it not like they were even making fun of India Ari's music I'm sure in they the, weren't right that's what I'm saying that would make more sense if right. it was like conversation a thing to drag in India Ari parody right. right but it just seems like a word to me that almost anybody could have come up with for whatever reason like mm-hmm. songversation doesn't seem like so like left field and random and like cocoa butterish that only NDRE could have come up with this right. and you clearly got it from her. Like it sounds like something that like a five year old would have made up for like a game they play in elementary exactly. school or something. Like, like I think that's probably where I heard it at a daycare or something. Right. It's like I, you use song to teach kids stuff or whatever. Like it's it is a very familiar concept. Right. So I just don't understand how she took this sketch and was like, Oh, this is this is NBC being rude and disrespectful to me and I don't appreciate it and I don't like it. Like, girl, how? I'm so lost. Nobody even mentioned you. It's just because it's the same name as your album. It's not so rare that it would be like, oh, I can't believe somebody else used this. The title of India Irene's album that came out in 2013. Who even gave a shit about that album? That's like if Beyonce was to call up Chick-fil-A and be like, I put out Lemonade okay. in the Whoa. year 2000. <laughs> and you niggas still sell lemonade like i didn't do that like Like, i didn't create that i'm so confused india it really doesn't make sense because it offensive how it wasn't a parody of anything you do nobody brought you up it wasn't a it wasn't a sketch about like really shitty album titles or people we used to care about a lot musically and don't so much anymore it was it had nothing at all to do with you and yet you made it about you I just don't get that. I'm confused. Oh, but you know, when people do things like this, we get to laugh about it on the internet and with our friends. So that's all I got out of it was a couple of really hearty chuckles. Because at first I just saw the screenshots and I thought it was fake. I just knew it was fake. I said, why are y'all playing with India? Yeah, leave India. Leave that lady alone. Photoshopping fake tweets from her. She didn't do nothing to y'all. Only to find out she was dead ass serious. So, all right, girl. Maybe she's still mad and and rightfully so over being clown the way she was at the Grammys that year. She and Alicia Keys were both nominated and Alicia Keys got like five and she got like none. Maybe she's still in her feelings about that. But I think it's time to just let all that go and let God. Whatever you're doing with yourself, India, I wish you the blackest. The blackest? I was going to say best, but that was a lie. (laughs) Look at you. So... People are still talking to me about this Martin nonsense, and I wish I would stop. Now, just because um, Tisha Campbell and Martin and Pam had lunch together somewhere in L.A. and took some cute photos for the blogs doesn't mean anything. I'm going hard, and I am staying with—I'm staying firm, in my opinion, <laughs> right there from before, that it doesn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. Not only because, like, okay, here's what I would almost maybe perhaps 
tolerate. Oh, God. All right. A Martin film based around or after Tommy's funeral. I agree. That's Did we discuss this? Well, I think we were talking about... Yeah, I think we did. Something... I mean, they just can't do any kind of reunion without addressing Tommy. Right. I mean, and I think to, it would be best to just do a movie and get the whole rest of the story out and, and tie up all the little loose ends. We find out what happened to Big Shirley and everybody else. And then it is over. Just one hopefully well-written, well-shot dose of nostalgia and we're done. Like... Maybe, maybe, like, right? Maybe that would be better than be. the idea of bringing back a series. No, multiple episodes. I'm just not with. I just don't. I, so no. <laughs> and why not just leave Martin as what it is right now, which is pretty fucking cherished, right? And just great for what it did when it fucking did it. Mm-hmm. I watch the Golden Girls every <laughs> night. <laughs> Okay, started before I was born and ended not long after I was. And I watch them shits all the time. They don't need to be... The Golden Girls did start before you were born. 1985, I believe. Oh, God, really? Yeah. Oh, shit, it was 85. Okay, never mind. I think it ended like 91 or 92. It had to be 92. So, like... There's never a moment where I'm just like, oh, my God, they should bring the Golden Girls back. I miss it so much. I mean, obviously they can't. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can't. (laughs) There's no need for a spinoff, a reboot, a new anything. I can be a Golden Girl still watching the Golden Girls. Right. It is fine the way it's still funny. It is. Leave it. Just like a lot of people watch old Martin episodes and still are thoroughly entertained by them. Why not just keep it right there or live in single like we were just talking about? Like everything does not have to be redone. It just don't. One of the greatest parts about having a sitcom or something like that that did so well and that people love so much is knowing all of the lines and like that's part of the fun of it bursting out into them randomly with your friends or then having like kids nieces and nephews and then showing them the way of the living (laughs) singles and the martins and things before and having all of the like i love the fact that there are really like kids that know martin quotes and know living single and like all of that type of stuff maybe not many but they're out there because the shit still comes on. There's no need for this. Now they're talking about they don't uh, got Nicole Lowry Parker uh, acting up out here with Melinda Williams talking about, hey, sis, what about a Soul Foods uh, oh, no. reunion? No, Soul Food was already a movie that turned into a series. What the fuck more do we need? But niggas liked Soul Food, the series. Mm, I cannot say that I did. I can't say that I did either. But I also can barely, I don't think I kept up with it on a regular basis either. I can't say that I was just like tuning in every week to make sure I saw it. But No, Shane, I don't think I was old enough to be interested in that type of show. Yeah, I don't think you would have been either. Like, that's a little bit, you was probably more into Power Rangers and shit like Maybe. that. <laughs> no, I'm sure you were. <laughs> probably in my Dragon Ball Z era. Right. So you're, you're anime, just a, fight a black up, shoot family up drama. I mean, and there was plenty of drama in Soul Food, the movie. Like, it was good enough as it was. And I had definitely snuck and watched Soul Food, the movie. Because my parents told me I wasn't supposed to. Mm Because Faith fucked the family. Right. So you wasn't supposed to. Inappropriate. Right. But that made me want to watch it even more. We had it on VHS. And my baby brother was like 
two or three. So he was like super verbal. And me and my brother didn't really want to be bothered with babysitting. So we would just put the tape on and mm. let him watch it. And then when it went off, rewind it and let him watch it again. So Great. he was like two quoting so far. And it was, you know, really shitty guardianship on our part. But mm. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, the kids need to learn. I mean, sure. And it's a good ass movie. It is a good ass movie. Like. <laughs> we did the same thing with Men in Black. He was just going around cussing and quoting the movie totally inappropriate because I mean it's just that damn good so sidebar did you remember do you remember Barbershop the series no Barbershop was a series also and like Ice Cube's character I think was played by Omar Omar Gooding okay maybe maybe I remember this being a thing but I definitely didn't watch it yeah I didn't watch it and I think it came on the same network that Soul Food the series did okay well I'm tired of the reboots actually can we just stop can we just pause all the reboots Flex is also talking about bringing back one on one for what (laughs) for one on one I was like, you know what? Let's just, like, let's bring back half and half. Let's bring back all of UPN. You know what I want to see? Seventh Heaven. Eighth Heaven. Okay. I'm interested in watching, Definitely not Seventh Heaven. That's the Duggars. A new mash. I want them to bring back uh, Charmed, (laughs) Pete and Pete. Let's revive Eat Your Shorts. Pete and Pete. Okay. Hey, dude, also then. What? Let's just bring it. In fact, the whole SNCC lineup. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Family Matters. That would actually be lit. Are You Afraid of the Dark scared the fuck out of me? Because I was afraid of the dark. And of scary stories. Same. (laughs) (laughs) And I sat up there and I definitely watched Are You Afraid of the Dark. Oh, man. Wasn't that just like a bunch of R.L. Stein stories? I could only read. No, that was Goosebumps. Oh, Goosebumps. I could only read Goosebumps when the sun was up. I could not read Goosebumps after the sun went down. Some Goosebumps books were dumb. Like, some of them were like, my hamster is the size of a skyscraper now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, something ridiculous. The deadly cheese. Like, what? Okay. (laughs) But that fucking mask, the haunted mask. Oh, right. Oh, nigga. See? The haunted mask (laughs) and that fucking dummy. That was too much. Yes. I could. Anything with dolls fucks me right on up. Say cheese or die. Oh, the camera one. Yep. Yep. Damn. Which was the one with that, where the little girl had a doll and every time she would like go to sleep or leave the room or something, the doll would be in a different spot. And then one day the doll just had a knife. (laughs) 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 The doll was like, I've given you so many. The fact that you didn't burn me after you threw me away and I still came back in this house, bitch. Really? You had to see this moment coming. (laughs) The doll was ready to slice that bitch apart. Tia and Tamara, I think Tia and Tamara were on our You're Afraid of the Dark, though. And then one of the. They probably they like did a, do an episode. I think they were listening. Maybe a few. They were actually mutants. I don't know, but that that meeting of the Midnight Society used to fuck me right on up. Yeah. They threw that dust on the fire, and I'd be like, oh, uh-uh. <laughs> Where's my mama? <laughs> it was like. I remember Are You Afraid of the Dark was like Tales uh, from the Crypt, but I could get through the intro. Ooh, Tales from the Crypt scared me, too. The Crypt Keeper, nigga. The, I couldn't get past the Crypt Keeper. Ask he still haunts me. My mama and or daddy. <laughs> oh my god! About when that nigga got to cackling in the okay. introduction. We'd be like, "Well, good night, everybody." I'm going to my grandma house. <laughs> like y'all are on that. I just bullshit. googled him to make sure he really was scary, and he no, was. That nigga was terrifying. Oh man, why would it? Um, 
I was about to say, why would anybody let me watch this? But they didn't. My mama absolutely did not let me watch it. My family thought it was hilarious that I was scared of the nigga, obviously. Because when you're a grown, like, watching it as a grown-up, it's stupid. Like, if you watch clips of him now, you'd be like, what (laughs) hothead-ass motherfucker came up with this? But as a child, I was was terrifying, right? beside myself. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always had trouble watching scary things. I love horror movies now. Oh no! But I can I can read horror books and thrillers. I can that's read them. Harder for me. Oh no! I'd much rather read something fucked up and scary than watch it. Watching it will put the image in my head, and then I'll have nightmares about it. But reading it, I create the images myself, so I feel like my brain is doing way more. Like I feel like my brain is more immersed in the horror when I'm reading. It's activating and like painting the scene. Whereas when I'm watching a movie, I'm just sitting there. And after you watch like enough horror films, honestly, they all have like the same routine and beat for the most part. I don't like watching people die. I just don't. It scares me. It just fucks me right on up. Because the picture I'm going to come up with in my head while reading is not going to be as scary as the picture <laughs> white men came up with when they put and they put it on that TV. Sure. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That fucked me up. Everybody else thought it was funny. Jeepers Creepers. Also, everybody Jeepers laughed. Jeepers Creepers was a little funny. See, everybody laughed. I pissed. <laughs> so, <laughs> and nigga, they took his eyes. I mean, that's where you start. His eyes. Where'd you get those people? Oh, no, like, I can't. That's how the no, song goes. No. Mm, I don't like this conversation. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, well, Cardi B is having a great time in her career, although the girls just won't leave her alone. She's so, trying. She's trying to have a good time. On um, the successful side, she uh, was in an Amazon commercial for the Super Bowl. Hilarious commercial. Where she's the voice of Alexa. They should do that for real. They really should. I mean, I would prefer a Trina one or Morgan Freeman or Lunell, Jennifer Lewis. Lastly, <sighs> mm. Mm. could they make an Eartha Kit one? Well, maybe if they have enough video or audio footage of her saying all these different words, but it's probably better if you have like a live voice to go in the booth and do whatever it is you guys do. Yeah, probably. On a non-comedy side, I would love like a Solange Alexa or something like that. Like I would love to hear Solange's voice coming over my speakers. Like, girl, you know, it's 30 degrees out there. Let's not even go outside. Let's stay home. We're all so weak. <laughs> I want to blow everyone. That, like when you ask it, like, Hey, Blue Ivy, what's the temperature out, out right now? It's just like, no. <laughs> Leave me alone. The answer isn't. <laughs> Open your app. <laughs> um, Can you imagine? So she's got that. She's going on tour with your friend. Yes. The Bruno's bringing the 24K magic tour back. Yes. Other than that one song, I feel like that's such a very different crowd. Or, for Cardi? Well, I'm sure a lot of Bruno Bruno Mars fans love Cardi. I I think so also. Maybe not the majority, but quite a few. And also her verse on Finesse is so cute that people will want to hear it. Even the Bruno fans who don't care about her otherwise. So, I mean, really more than anything else, it looks like a great look for Cardi. Like, to be on tour with Bruno Mars, that nigga don't do nothing but sell out. So, that's great for her. And she was in a CR fashion book, too, with Zendaya. Oh, yeah. That's right. 
looking all fa- fancy and special in that fancy special magazine. So apparently, she is just so busy these days, and so is her fiance that they have to delay their wedding plans because they're always on tour and they're always working. And it's oh, just Lord. they need you know time to be together, and it probably also doesn't help that Offset be shooting his dick around like those t-shirt cannons at WNBA games. Okay. <laughs> Did it have to be a WNBA game? <laughs> I mean, we do like a free shirt, but still, I feel like that T-shirt can't be everywhere. Um. Oh, also, apparently, she was accused of being pregnant. I don't know why I use the word accused. <laughs> it's not like a. Are you guilty? Um. Someone asked her, "Baby offset on the way or not?" She said, "Nope." Uh, bitch, I'm just getting fat. Let me fat in peace. Which, put that on my tombstone. Just let me fat and plea in peace, please. I did not come here to argue with none of y'all. I read part of her interview that said she was just like kind of over being famous and preferred things a few years ago when she didn't have as much money because people are basically on her nerves and her life isn't hers anymore. And I was like... Yeah, girl, like I could absolutely see that because you have had one hell of a rise this past year, year and a half for Cardi B has been crazy. So I'm sure it is really overwhelming. But at the same time, I felt a little sorry for her. like it must it must be, you know, that much more difficult to adjust to. Like maybe you just thought you was always going to be mid-level famous and people wasn't never really going to be in your business like they are now. But shit is different. So she has to adjust. Yeah, she definitely does have to adjust. I feel like having... You know, more money, more access and things like that should definitely help you at least be like, okay, girl. I mean, you're still human. So people talking shit or saying things that are not true or judging you every mm-hmm. corner of your life is probably going to at least uh, push you to want to say something or respond or confront people on things. But I also think that there are many times where past the moments I've been like okay Cardi I get being pissed off about this and wanting to say something or telling that bitch to shut up or let mm-hmm. me fat in peace but there have always also been moments where I've been like okay girl this wasn't worthy of a response or right. raising your blood pressure at all you could have let that rock what she needs is a secret Instagram account where she can just take screenshots of everything like that, that gets on athlete. her nerves I don't know which one well they all have them but <laughs> the one that got caught Wait, I think you're talking about Kevin Durant, but that was Twitter. That's the one I was going to say, but oh I wasn't God, sure if so I was so proud right. of you. Mm, yes. But she just needs like a secret account that nobody but like her sister and her mama follows or whatever, where she can just let it all out, all the things that are getting on her nerves. Because she's still, you know, doing too much, but she is a black girl. The fact that she actually had to spell out for you niggas that she is black is sad. She actually had to say... Two white people fucking do not produce somebody that looks like me, which has me on the floor. But, you know, she's a black girl out here trying to make it and has been thrust into the spotlight. So I'm trying to give her a lot more space to fuck up because I know everybody else won't. Black women are the first ones to get rolled off when they do something wrong. So I'm trying to give Cardi some space, but you know, <coughs> it is what it is. It is. It's just Cardi. That's just my baby, Cardi. A group of... Okay, so... what? Speech. How you gonna do one line of the the best song and <laughs> not do the rest of it? I didn't want to like... I used to know every word. Who didn't? Like, every fucking word. That was my song. All of like 12 years old. Yeah. T-Bird, that's just my baby daddy. And that horrendous video that was so good. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, Blacks. Okay. Okay, so... um, 
Speech, who's an artist from an Atlanta <laughs> rap collective by the name of Arrested Development. Okay, yes, I'm aware. From the 90s. Mm-hmm. Posted the following on Instagram. It is a photo from the latest Rock Nation brunch. In the photo, you have Puff, Swiss Beats, Jay-Z, of course, T.I., I can see Big Sean, a little portion of Yo Gotti, corner mm-hmm. of DJ Khaled's face, Jim Jones' eyebrows. All of this. I think I see some other niggas in the back. Rappers. Caption says, a group of so-called successful, in quotations, black men... Minus Khaled racially, who became rich and famous. <laughs> I'm sorry, is Khaled black in a way that isn't racial? Anyway, let's just keep going. Who became rich and famous from perpetuating the worst black stereotypes to the ears and eyes of the whole planet, like drug dealing, pimping, murdering other black men, and disrespecting black men, women. I know making observations is being a hater. Cheers. I love us for real. Um, it doesn't say I love us for I was about to say, you ain't shit. That is not the caption that I see. <laughs> uh, hashtag key perspective. I listen to many of these brothers' art, and I respect certain things about them. But it is imperative that we don't lose sight of the simple truth. These men were congratulated by a white supremacist culture for degrading black men and women, portraying us as disposable as a cockroach within their lyrics. They taught and glorified the drug, pimp, prostitution, stripper, and gang game, and led many impressionable people down a path that they have paid heavily for. While these successful dudes got paid, this is not a diss. It's a reminder that all that glitters ain't gold. True black power is not this. It's despite this. How is this not a diss, though? That's what doesn't make sense. Like, if this is your opinion, then that's fine, especially as somebody who was around in the earlier days of hip hop, you are certainly entitled to it. But to be like, this is not a diss, and then be like, these niggas only made it because they shit on black people is like, it can't be both of those things. To me, speech sounds thirsty, and that champagne in the photo looks real tasty. Like, maybe he's just upset that he was not there. <sighs> Or considered to be in the photo. I don't know. But it's just like, really? I don't... Like, I feel like all, underneath all of this, whatever you're all doing... these words. Is like a point that you could maybe drag out here and <laughs> polish up <laughs> right. and like develop into something. Right. But this just to me, I, I don't... Just like, because these niggas who are, are taking a picture together, like... From perpetuating the worst black stereotypes. Most of these people were not perpetuating stereotypes as much as they were making art about their own lived experience. Because these niggas grew up in what you are calling the worst black stereotype. Like, there's not a bunch of people who grew up in the suburbs and then decided to make gangster rap and was just fronting the whole damn time. Like, these are niggas who have sold drugs and shot niggas. So they're making art about their own lives. And then to be like, oh, so-called successful black men and... You know, not putting us out there as nothing but drug dealers and pimps and murderers and calling niggas roaches and all this other stuff. It's just like. And do none of them ever do anything for the community in terms of like philanthropy or whatever? Right. I'm not. Far be it for me to defend a black man, much less a rapper. (laughs) Like, 
We all know I don't really be jumping up to defend these <coughs> niggas at any given point. And I'm not even saying that speech don't have his own point. But you can't put those two things together. Like saying all this stuff about them at first and then being like, oh, but this is not a diss. I'm just saying what I have to say. Like, no, you dissing the niggas in the picture. And it mm. is what it is. You're directly talking about them. Like, and you it's, even said minus Khaled <laughs> Like, right. You said it. So <laughs> stand behind it. Don't act like you weren't really trying to shit on them when you were. That's fine. And it's fine if you feel that way. You can have your opinion about it. So here's where things got strange. So, okay. First of all, Puffy responded to it with some in some photo from the same party that was just him and um, and Jay-Z. You know, he's selective with who's in his photographs. If it means cropping or Photoshopping, face-tuning your ass out. And truly, I love it. You have got to. I the fact that am a fan. Diddy will take a picture that everybody else has already seen. Shop niggas out. And then re-upload it. And then repost it. <laughs> like, oh no, you weren't fitting the color aesthetic and you just weren't fitting the rich aesthetic. No. <laughs> get them out of there. Like, Sad, I hope that he where has did this like, nigga come from. I hope he sends the photos to like an intern and has them do it like as the party is going on. And then he like, probably post, does. Like, I would love for like Puffy to do that shit while Fabulous or somebody is standing right next to him still. Like, oh, whew. she sent her. Tasha sent it back all cleaned up. I'm, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm speaking to you right here. I'm, I'm saying hi, hello to your face. Just because I'm not posting you on my Instagram does not mean we're not cool. Trust the vision. <laughs> I feel like he would say. Let me do like this. <laughs> Um, so he posted a photo of him and Jay-Z and it had this real, you know, deep thing about changing the narrative and uplifting the the black man. I don't know, whatever. It was just like a subtle, indirect response of we're going to do the right thing by the blacks. Cool. (laughs) So... The reason I even heard about this is mm-hmm. because Raven Simone reposted it on her of Instagram. Of course. She reposted Speech's uh, post. And then in her caption, it was just like three emojis. Like one with a little, like, what's it called? A little Sherlock Holmes glass. Oh, the little magnifying glass yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, sis. Whatever. Now, you would think Raven Simone would be keeping it real cute with the internet because she's always half a step away from getting dragged. Especially when it comes to any kind of racial discussion. Right. Especially when it comes to anything because we know how she likes to act. Almost in an elitist kind of, I'm one of these blacks. And if you all didn't act so blackly, then things wouldn't be so bad for you. Like, she very much has that air and attitude about herself. And didn't she... I feel like Raven is not really, she's not really the one for this. What happened to every country in Africa except one and every country in Europe except like, one? I think they had like an intervention of her. <laughs> Somebody must have, ooh, but see, Oprah tried to tell her when she was doing that interview, like, sis, the things you're saying, don't say this. This is, they're going to get you online. Well, she hasn't been on The View anymore, so she's mostly been, you know, quiet and doing her Disney show. So I'll take it. Oh, I thought she was still on The View. I don't know. No. I don't watch it regularly, so. I don't either, but the, like I've watched clips of it, especially last year during all of the Trump nonsense and stuff, just to like hear the conversations and stuff. I see her on Blackish whenever they meet whenever, Dre's sister. You know, yeah. Hard to come in. Um, so I guess she's just like, you know, I'm going to do my TV thing and maybe share my opinion a little bit less. I don't know. Either way, point is, she reposted it. T.I. did the following. He posted uh, one of these 
sepia-toned quotes that you niggas love. I don't know. Huh. It says, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Really? And then in the caption... <laughs> That's every prison nigga's favorite line. I was going to say that is every prison nigga's tattoo. <laughs> and they get it put uh, right underneath them praying hands and their grandmama's birthday. Just put it on my collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> them wings on each right, side. Right, on each side. <laughs> or flames or some shit. <laughs> oh, nigga. With a skull and crossbone right in the middle. Yes. <laughs> um. So his caption, he tags Raven. And then it says, our sins ain't no greater than yours, ma'am. The air must be thin as hell up there on that high horse he's sitting on. Somebody please let me know what the fuck up with Shawty. Um, Raven later deleted the thing that she reposted. Okay. And then she, post, she posted like a miniature iOS press release. And it says, deleted my post because the comments were not something I want my underage followers looking at. <laughs> I'm not deleting because I don't believe in what I said. Even you could have just really turned the comments anything. off if that's how you felt about it, though. Right. Instagram lets you do that. They've so. allowed you to do that for a while. For a while. And Janae Aiko takes advantage of it a lot. And Good. sometimes I'd be mad because I'd be wanting to stand under the pictures that she locked. But I, I hate when I can't stand under a picture. <laughs> right. But I get it at the same time. Sometimes you just want to post your picture and go. I'm curious as to why T.I. responded to Raven and not to speech. Because technically Raven didn't say anything like she was agreeing or or yeah. like co-signing i yeah. guess but right i also don't understand why he chose to go after raven instead of speech or like why not the both of them if that's really how you felt about it because he's the one who said it and y'all are the rappers so <laughs> right. unless you count raven's <laughs> music career man, like, i can take all you niggas down <laughs> no don't act like you didn't love Little Raven Simone in her oh, tales. Oh, I did. <laughs> Written by Missy Elliott. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. But anyway, yeah, I don't get why he would be bothered with Raven as opposed to just going straight to the source with this. Hmm. Other than Raven is a much easier target because, you know, niggas don't really fuck with Raven like that. And now. it's not like speech don't have no point at all or that it's like not a conversation worth having because right. it is. It's just the fact that had he said it the way he did without including a picture of all these niggas and being like, these niggas is indicative of everything wrong with black America or whatever, then, you know, it would it's not Monique have been syndrome. received. That it's like a point with a terrible yes. approach. Oh my God. There you go. You hit the nail on the head. It is a point with a terrible approach. They have been shit. Like, <laughs> Monique... Don't do this. <laughs> like, shit. Oh. It is so clear. And especially, like, when they released those Will Packer emails, that was, for me, that the point where it was like, okay, you have officially, like, completed. Wait, Will Packer emails? I don't think I saw those. She released some emails between her husband and Will Packer. And, like, the very first one is basically Will Packer saying how I was rooting for her. After everybody told me don't work with her because you're gonna have to work with her crazy ass husband and they both <laughs> like nuts and they're troublesome and just don't do it. And he did anyway because of how talented she is. And he specifically like it those that series of emails made it clear to me that Sydney is a big part of the problem. The problem. Yeah. I don't know if he's like the only one. I'm sure he's probably like the only one representing her right now. But whatever 
back and forth or whatever he's been doing as a as representative of her yeah i feel like is a big part of the problem because the email that was like oh, that yeah, he sent in now. response was so like <sighs> monique stop <laughs> please stop tell sydney to go sit down watch the twins fire your husband please write an hour and take it on tour that's it. Like, I that's just don't it. think your husband needs to be running your business because it's he don't clearly need to be doing nothing. I think it's almost certainly more of him and his antics and ways that is turning people people sour more than anything else. I just wish the whole thing with the Queen's Court had panned out and hadn't had to just. You know what? Let me like tell that. you why I believe in Christ the King because he showed up. It would have been everything. No, it would have been everything. From the moment. It that I saw that Monique was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it, my babies. I love us all, for real. It would I was have like, been Monique, everything. Monique. Monique. No, it would have been greatness. And God came through and was just like, error <laughs> four, four. I felt for Madison. I did, because you could tell she was really looking forward to it. She was mm-hmm. prepared and ready for it, and she wanted it to be, you know, nicely done and all this. I, I felt for her because to just see them having so many de- technical problems and then Kaya's thank ass just getting up and leaving like, oh, well, girl, deal with it on your own. <laughs> just leaving her there to deal with the tech problems and all that. And meanwhile, Monique is on Periscope the whole time. <laughs> Looking like an auntie. You know how aunties yes. always be on FaceTime, but only from like right. the neck up because right. they don't know how to position the, right. the phone right. That's exactly what she looked like. So like the whole thing, like them leading up to it, and Monique being on Periscope, I was starting to get excited, even though it was late as fuck. Because I was like, I do want to see the Queen's Court interview Monique about I'm this. So I glad. do want to see that happen. But I am just so glad for God. The internet in Oklahoma just would not let it. Just wouldn't let everything be great. <laughs> the father. Wow, you are a hater. That would have been so entertaining. The thing is, I really, really fucking love Monique like as a comic Mm -hmm. you know what and I appreciate everything else she's done as an entertainer as well acting and everything else and what have you right I want for her (laughs) to stop so bad (laughs) (laughs) I just want for her to stop from like the beginning with the I'm asking y'all to boycott Netflix okay no okay well I could stop you here and let you know that I love us for real too. Also, but I also love my Netflix. I need my Grace and Frankie girl. What is you doing? <laughs> I can't just be turning that off. Seventy <laughs> percent of us are signed in on somebody else's account. <laughs> we don't have anything to boycott. We're not paying for this. Would you? I can't ask my mama. Do she want to stop paying? Mama, ninety nine a month. Mama, <laughs> we're boycotting for Monique. Get off my phone. Like, okay, great. So that means I can remove you I as a user on my, okay, profile. so I'll be changing my password then and you can boycott Netflix all you want to because <laughs> you won't be logging into my account no Look, more. Look, just deleted you. Boycott begins. <laughs> there you go. Your boycott starts now, You girl. know what? This is You no longer news, have Netflix. Because you were signing in and fucking up my recommendations. So Absolutely. This is, this that is, is no problem. The pits. That's why I don't share my password. Like, I won't do it. Mm-mm. I would let my ex watch my Netflix, not even sharing passwords, just, you know, at my house and you mm. using my TV. So you're watching whatever you want to. And all these crazy 
TV shows that I would never in my life, movies and shit that I would all never up watch, my, the front of all my up face. in my recommendeds. Why? I do not watch shit like I'm this. I'm not watching Giving this. Giving my gentle, funny white people <laughs> on all my gentle, funny white shows and let it be that. I am not watching that other shit. I love how um, blacks, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a name for this organization. Oh, no. Blacks United and Fuller House fandom. Oh, yeah. All four of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Buff? Full. Blacks United. But I mean, yes. You can ignore that, Ian. Yeah. You could just put an no. H in between them two Fs. It's fine. It's still buff. The H is silent. Right. Yeah. It's buff. There you go. So y'all niggas <laughs> who came together as a large conglomerate to tell us large. how much you start. It's all of 10 of y'all. Maybe. <laughs> Like, that was gracious. I really want to call out our our friend who <laughs> loves this show, but I'm not going to shame her like that. I don't want y'all tweeting her and being in her Instagram comments about it. I just don't get it. It's not good, but whatever. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. We not we was never going to be boycotting Netflix, Monique. We was never going to be that was just, that. That was already never going to happen. And so you didn't even really get the response that you would have liked from the community. You know what I'm saying? White people continue to not give a shit. And then, you know, it's just has been even worse because it, now it's just like, well, I hate that bitch and I hate that bitch over there, too. And I hate that bitch. But I love all of us for and real. them, too, for real. And you need to believe it. I bet white people don't even know something is going on with Monique at all. Even if you did get all the niggas to boycott Netflix, what? They probably just think it's a Black Lives Matter thing. I was going to say, not that they wouldn't notice a drop, but would it even be enough for them to like go out of business? I don't even, I don't know that it would. It's probably plenty of whites and Asians and every damn body else yeah. using yeah. Netflix. <laughs> Somewhere they don't even really... We're, we're a pretty small percentage of the overall population, at least over here in America, you know, so... Niggas not watching Netflix for however many months they commit to it, weeks... If they I do. think it's mine is a monthly. And look, girl, when you put out your video, mine, my nine ninety nine or whatever had already came out. So I at least was not gonna be cutting it off that month. I mean, I don't know what you're <laughs> I love I'm just I'm just being honest. Yeah. And I totally too. agree that you should have gotten more money, but it's like you're she just just stop now. Now is enough. I really wish now it had happened enough. with the Queen's Court. I really do. I really wish if for you nobody else than Madison. I wish Madison had had the opportunity because she was clearly so prepared. Her makeup was everything. Hair mm. was ready. Titties was busting as always. Right. And she was just like you could tell she was super prepared, super mm. excited, and really upset. Because that probably would have been like their biggest. Huge for them. Yeah. Right. Huge. People who never paid attention or heard of the Queen's Court before probably would have tuned in and, and found them interesting or I mean, to say the least. So the very least. Because I, I have to say, I don't watch it like religiously every Monday. But when I do catch the Queen's Court, they be. <laughs> I thought we was on one. <laughs> <laughs> but they cut up they do down and that's how Kaya is Kaya's stank and always has been and that kind of stank attitude that persona is why niggas love her so which I don't get I mean it's actually Madison I feel like Madison not only makes the show because she's funny but 
I think that she softens the fact that Kaya is clearly a hater. Right. Because when that Kaya, Kaya goes into those just, like God, random rants where she just be hating. Terrible things. <laughs> it is like Madison's reaction to what she's saying that right. makes it funny anyway. So you don't even really listen to what the bitch talking about. You laughing at Maddie's face. Right. So she makes it like, yes. a, like palatable. Like, oh, we're not going straight to hell for... for not that they both don't say funny shit. Yeah. They both got plenty of jokes for days. Uh, right. And Kaya definitely I'm not saying she doesn't have her moments it's not that I don't find her entertaining right it's just Kaya can be a whole lot of just like just this little negroness of negativity she said she was going to kick the lupus out of K. Michelle see that is just the type of shit you do with a sanctified foot of all the things I have said about K. Michelle and you niggas have listened to this show we've never been nice (laughs) but lupus I would never even begin to joke about somebody having or like making that a punchline I would never do that (laughs) to K. Michelle because it's just like a line of decency that I feel like most of us don't cross where Kaya's just like bitch fuck that line and fuck you too what are you talking about I am the line Funky Dineva actually put out a really good video summing up the whole thing and you know talking about the situation with the Queen's Court y'all should go watch that if you haven't already but yeah it was just too bad it didn't happen because I was kind of looking forward to it. I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, I can tell you are a hater. Very glad that it didn't happen. But What I did happen had. is that the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Who do you? Um, you guys are welcome. I feel like I um, provided a bit of my good luck energy. How? Because um, I tuned in and I rooted for the team that won. Oh, okay. Well, I was... <laughs> okay, no, you're right. It was because of you. Yeah. I was, I was wondering, like, did you did you chant or? No, I watched. I'm surprised you watched the Super Bowl. Honestly, like you said, you paid attention to the game. When okay, so like when you say the game, all right, like all right, I how mean, much? Well, it was a good game, is the thing. Okay. So the fact that you're asking me how much lets me know you really. What was you doing? Eating nachos and watching for the commercials or vaping? Because you wasn't At Popeyes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you weren't watching that damn game. I watched like the last four minutes. Okay. Well, it it was actually a really good game. And for the majority of it, I was looking back and forth to the screen to check the score. So technically, I watched it. All right. Well, I rooted for the Eagles also just because I was so heavily praying for the Patriots to win last season. And they really don't need another Super Bowl. What they have plenty. So. You were only heavenly praying for them to win last year because of your fiery, passionate hate mm-hmm. for the Atlanta Falcons. Oh my goodness. Yes, friend, that's right. <laughs> and actually the theme of the Super Bowl party was happy birthday twenty eight and three. You know? I bought a little one cake topper because it's my baby's first birthday and we just everybody came over. Your baby being that the, Atlanta's losing the Super Bowl. My, Atlanta's. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta losing the Super Bowl again. This was not the first time they lost the Super Bowl. Okay. But them losing it again. And then also like blowing the lead the way they did. I mean, it was a 25 point lead, my nigga. How do you lose a 25 point lead in a quarter? Goddamn. So <laughs> just the joy that I felt that night every year for the Super Bowl, the theme of my Super Bowl party is going to be happy birthday 28 and three. Next year, she's turning two. So I don't know what colors I'm going to do. Well, what decorations, happens if the but... Atlanta Falcons win the Super Bowl in the future? Well, 28 and three, just, just because you have another game doesn't mean 28 and three dies. First of all, 
And secondly, I don't think the Atlanta Falcons will win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. So I'm just not going to worry about that. All right. I'll be celebrating my baby, 28 and 3, for the rest of my life and enjoying her. But because I was so firmly on the Patriots side last year and the Lord came through for me, super clutch. Thank you so much. I just felt like I needed to redirect that energy towards Philly. You know, black people, Will Smith, never won a Super Bowl before. It's like, why not? So, right. yes, I rooted for the Eagles, and I was super, super glad that they won. Um, Congrats, Philadelphia. Yeah, I also rooted for the Eagles because black people and mm-hmm. um, Ishka Bibbles. And... Oh, yes, Ishka Bibbles, another good reason. Also, Rocky. Yes. Good movie. Um, I felt like, you know, Meek Mill could use a little bit of joy. Oh, my God. And his message from prison. I actually felt for him. I did, too. Like, damn. Like, fuck. That is just fucked up. Can you man. imagine how wasted Meek Mill would have been getting that night? Right? Just so unfair. Oh, he would have been at the Super Bowl. Right. Ain't no doubt in my mind. <laughs> he would have been in <laughs> Minneapolis freezing his ass off. Why did one of you niggas say, like, Philly finna be so lit, them niggas might break Meek out themselves? <laughs> Loki would not have been surprised if one of the guards was like, psst. Hey, hey, nigga. <laughs> Somebody gonna be at the back with the door propped open. You just run. Well, congratulations. Oh, and also, um, Donald Trump apparently likes that yeah. white man. So. Yeah, he 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 likes Tom Brady. Tom Brady apparently is a fan of his. I did not enjoy rooting for the Patriots. I need that to be known. It's not that I was a Patriots fan. No, it's, it's just your anybody for but the, Falcons the Falcons greatly. That's outweighs. right. Okay, that's and that's right. fair. That's right. Anybody. But the Falcons, the Browns, anybody. I don't care. Okay. Anybody. All right. That's how I feel about it. Well, that is something that happened. They won. Congratulations to Philly and and all of that. Um, Another thing that happened at the Super Bowl was a halftime show, apparently. Oh, God. I had to think about who performed. Now, (laughs) that's saying something. Now... I didn't even know that Justin Timberlake was the halftime performer until, like, the day of. I had just gotten back from the dispensary. I was actually on my way back to the hotel. And I had this older man who was a driver. I think he was from Dallas originally. Mm-hmm. And he was like, are you watching the game tonight? And so I just pretended to be trade for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I wish I had been present for this. <laughs> and told him I was rooting for the Eagles. And he was like, you know... He's just so tired of everybody calling Tom Brady a god. And he used the yeah. word cracker maybe five to six times. Okay, sounds like one of my uncles. Right. I like him. Um, so <laughs> after that whole ride and everything like that, I was like, okay, I know who I need to be uh, rooting for. But he told me. <laughs> I love that you needed this man to tell you while you were fronting like you already knew. I mean, I wasn't uh, fully aware of who was playing. Yeah, no, I didn't think you did. I didn't think you knew. So when he said Patriots, (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, well, the other team is who I'm going for. Um, You're a black ass. That was the same conversation where I found out about Justin Timberlake performing anyway. So... Um, when I got back to the hotel, uh, you know, Sunday was Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. Because 
we're never going to let our queen go out like that. Right. And we'll never forget. Justin, we remind you every time we get a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened with Janet, whether it was deliberate or not, I think maybe we will never really know. I don't know. But the handling of it afterwards was abysmal. And the fact that she, like, lost out on opportunities and was shunned and can never perform at the Super Bowl again, but he can, is like, really? What the fuck? Right. So I was all for Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. It's actually Janet Jackson Appreciation Lifetime, but right. <laughs> let's have a day. Yes, right. of course. Um. There were apparently rumors that Janet was going to be performing at the Super Bowl. I think niggas just made that up. Of course they did. <laughs> um, so Janet posted the following on her Instagram. It's just a quick little sermon. It says, To put to rest any speculation or rumors as to whether I will be performing at the Super Bowl tomorrow, I will not. Thank you for your support, and I do look forward to seeing you all very soon. Janet. I'm like 98% sure that they are currently selling Janet Jackson t-shirts that say I will not on it with her face. <laughs> Maybe so. Because it was like the crispest way of just saying, Tuh! I'm not going to pop up and do a little nothing with Justin. It won't be a hug and a big reconciliation. I will not be there. Do you have your tickets for Essence Fest? I'll, I'll be, be there. there. I'm on the right there. Top build actually. First line, first word. So... You could go to SSFest.com to get your tickets. I will see you guys. But no, I won't be there. I heard Cardi B said she wouldn't perform at the Super Bowl until Colin Kaepernick was mm-hmm. playing for the playing in the NFL again. The question was, no shade, but who asked you to perform in the Super Bowl? Well. No shade. No shade. Because most artists don't have the catalog or the hits to perform in the Super Bowl. Period. So that's not even me trying to shit on Cardi B. It's just, girl, you just got here and you have like one and a half songs that white people might know. It's not enough. So, but I appreciate the sentiment. Absolutely. Same. And a lot of people boycotted the NFL all season and the Super Bowl altogether because of the way they've done Colin Kaepernick. So, right. And nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> um, Cause fuck the NFL. What? So about this, uh, Prince situation. First of all, I don't even like, I'm not even like someone who has this like giant disdain for Justin Timberlake or whatever. Like, if the song's good, the song's good. If it's not, it's not. Um, I mean, the 2020 experience was just fucking good. Yeah. It was fucking good. It really was. Not um, part two, but part one. Part everything. one. Part one alone. Just part one. For so me. good. Um, future love, future sex, love sounds, mm-hmm. whatever that album like was that called. Like that also. Really enjoyed that. Really loved Justified. I really loved Justified. That was my shit. Don't know how I feel about this album. But what I've said, I said. However, I feel like, first of all, his performance to me was boring. Up until the Prince part. And that was already bad enough. Like... If it, there were like a few people that that they could have done that, and I would have been like, "Oh, this is the moment of the performance. If nothing else was good, at least the Prince part for Justin, it just made it worse. It was almost <laughs> like when Katy Perry brought out Missy. Oh God! And then Missy was gone, and was like, "So we back to you?" I was like, "Oh, well, well, now this blows." And that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> like, 
I rolled him high to the whole Prince moment or whatever, but I was like, at least it's a Prince song. And then he starts singing that horrendous fucking song that's from Kids Bop or whatever. Oh, God. That I he hate ended with it all with the troll song. I was so mad. I said, really? You couldn't have ended it with Mirrors? Mirrors was the perfect song to go back on. Why the fuck? It's bad enough that you resurrected oh, our so icon oh, against so his motherfucking will. But then... You take him out and follow it with a troll soundtrack song? I would say I was not How mad. How dare you? I was not mad at the <clears throat> Prince thing because, first of all, at least it was not a hologram, which Prince was very much against and spoke publicly about. Worse, it would have been much me. worse because Prince said, you know, just let me die. Don't do that demonic bullshit. Please. And also, don't do it to me either. Don't, if, I don't know why you guys would ever want to hologram me, but just please don't. Just don't. But... The fact that the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis to me means you can't not put a Prince thing in there. Like you can't not have something to do with Prince in your Super Bowl halftime show when you're in Prince's city. And then the graphic came on and it was like the whole city of Philadelphia lighting up purple or Philadelphia. I'm so sorry. The whole city of Minneapolis lighting up, lighting up in purple and all that. So I was like, okay, yes, a Prince moment because this is Prince's city and Prince has one of the best, if not the best halftime shows of all time. Like that nigga performed Purple Rain in the rain that you will never bitch. What please? So I felt like it was fitting. Like you, Yes, you should have had a Prince moment. I didn't need you trying to duet with Prince. You should have shut the fuck up or, you know, played the piano and just hummed or some shit in the background and let Prince sing. But a Prince moment, I think you kind of had to do it in Minneapolis. So that didn't bother me. But that troll song, the fucking worst. I hate it. I don't care how many children love it. That song is really bad. And it just irks and grates every time. I was so mad that he didn't just end on the mirrors. I was just so mad. Why? Ugh. Um. Anyway, I gave it um two belches out of four. <laughs> I was bored for almost all of it, except the Prince part. Truly was, and a friend of mine was there and took video and was like, "All them niggas jumping up and down, you see, going crazy. That's just down on the field for the cameras. The people in the stands." We're all sitting down quiet as fuck. Got it. Not giving one single damn about Justin Timberlake. Like, what? So, and apparently Janet saw a rise in streams after the Super Bowl, which is just, I feel like that's perfect. <laughs> one of Beyonce's Super Bowl boots was more entertaining than all of Justin Timberlake's performance. Bruno Mars, I know you don't like him, but his Super Bowl halftime show was way better. I agree. And funny enough... Even Lady Gaga's. I feel like Justin... Justin, to me, is almost like Bruno, but white. Like, Ooh, like no. the reason... Like, the reasons that Bruno gets on my nerves, Justin does the same things, but he's Caucasian. I feel like it's easier for people to to digest it when it's Bruno because he's brown. That's true. Because Justin definitely, especially in the beginning, when he was still with NSYNC even, he would make little comments like, I'm I'm a black man born in a white man's body. Or he would, you know, pick out his little short curly hair and try to act like it was Afro. And Justin even said, you know, that he thought he was black for a while with the cornrows and everything. He was doing a lot. And then when he transitioned to his solo career, he made a big name for himself off of doing, off of being like a white usher. So that is a perfectly valid criticism of Justin Timberlake. I just feel like it's pandering when you're doing the whole like 
oh my gosh, I just appreciate this sound so much. And it's just what I grew up on. And you can call it Southern all you want to. I mean, it's black, like black music. Because all of the reasons you love Southern music is because of black people. But anyway. Right. And then it's like, oh my goodness, look at all of the icons and the people before us. You have to do it. It just feels like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. It's the same thing that I Bruno Mars does it. It's just Justin doesn't do it as well. And him being white probably don't help. And I am going to let you feel that way. I am biased because I do like Bruno and I do give Bruno a big pass. I'm not saying their music is, every, is the same. Yeah, no. Their... But your justification for why you don't like them is very similar. And I'm going to just let you have it. I don't really dislike either one of them. I'm just saying what they do that gets on my nerves okay. is the same. Well, then that. That, that is fine. I will let you have it. But, but I just is almost worse. That the little pint-sized like, I love him. I Leather love him. short sets. Yes, it's everything. And Carl Kanai. <laughs> he tweeted the NFL and said they have an opportunity to put a bunch of hip-hop Atlanta acts. hip-hop artists on stage. I was year. just like, shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it just... See, no, I appreciate when people with privilege use that privilege to uplift those who really do deserve the spotlight. The NFL, maybe not the NFL itself, but people in general will pay attention to it because Bruno Mars said it. And with the Super Bowl being in Atlanta, it's no excuse to not have Outkast or whoever else on the stage. It's just no excuse. So he's not wrong about that. And it's a lot of Atlanta artists. I didn't say he was wrong. You just get on my nerves. But, right, but you clawed the mic. <laughs> <It's so annoying. laughs> oh, no, I love him. Okay, let's very quickly talk about uh, some of the worst things that Quincy Jones said in these interviews. These interviews are life. Fuck you talking about. What do you mean worst things? It's nothing but best things. <laughs> um, I want to be 85 years old. I want to get there and just see what I have to say. Quincy Jones has apparently got a whole bunch of uh, fancy black things coming up in Quincy Jones land. He did an interview with GQ and an interview with Vulture and said some outlandish things, including um, (laughs) that Frank Sinatra tried to hook him up with Marilyn Monroe, but Marilyn Monroe had, quote, a chest that looked like pears, man. (laughs) Which I don't even. (laughs) What? Looks like pears. He said the motherfucker couldn't sing, talking about Elvis Presley, um, that he used to buy dope off of Malcolm X. Uh, Prince tried to run over Michael Jackson with a limo at a James Brown show. (sighs) Um, That Bubbles bit Rashida Jones when she was a baby. I feel like I heard that story before. Michael Jackson used to steal everything because he was greedy. Music. Took everybody's music. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently. <clears throat> apparently he knows who assassinated uh, JFK. Which is like, his answer was a common theory. Yeah. Like, that's been going around that's for a while. Like, so Googleable. Right. Um, apparently he knows some shit about Hillary Clinton, but he did not say that out loud. That's like, what I wanted. I know. really wanted him to speak. <laughs> because what didn't you say, nigga? <laughs> Um, oh, let's not forget Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando. We're, we're getting there. Oh, I got a big. He said that the Beatles were the worst musicians in the world. He dragged them niggas. Like, uh. it's so. If you haven't read these, you have to just Google Quincy Jones GQ, Quincy Jones Vulture, and read these interviews because they're life. 
He called Trump a crazy motherfucker saying limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. I can't stand him. I used to date Ivanka, you know. Vulture. So gross. Wait, really? I love that it just says, wait, really? He was 72 and she would have been 24. Yeah, I went back and added it like, uh, did y'all, were you dating? I don't think you were dating. I think y'all had a date or a meeting. But the thought of them being like in a... He said, 12 years ago, Tommy Hilfiger, who was working with my daughter, said, Ivanka wants to have dinner with you. I said, no problem. She's a fine motherfucker. <laughs> she had the most beautiful Ew. legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. <laughs> I. <laughs> so then he also says that. Um... It was so much. Yeah, it was so much. He said, you nigga, for he dragged everybody's music. He only likes maybe six artists. Everyone else is trash. I did clearly enjoy his comments on Taylor Swift. But he said he liked Bruno. He said Bruno was one of the ones doing it right. Just saying. He said it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not even saying that. Like, of course. Fine. Bruno Mars is super talented. He said that Marlon Brando used to fuck anything. He said he'd fuck a mailbox. He'd fuck a mailbox. And then he named James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, and Marvin Gaye, mm -hmm. saying that I guess he fucked all of them. Right. Um, and apparently Richard Pryor's widow like spoke to TMZ or told somebody earlier today that he didn't in true. fact sleep with Marlon right. Brando. And then she said something about like back then with Quaaludes and stuff. What did she say? Niggas you was would fucking fuck everything. like a slope box or something like that. And, and send, send it flowers flower. in the morning. A radiator or I think, something. Yeah, she said yeah. a radiator. And send it, which cracked me up. I, I did laugh at that as well. But it just makes me think, wow, so like 50s and 60s and... I guess early to mid seventies or maybe the all of the seventies, y'all niggas was just out here. That's what I'm saying. Like I could really reach into like a discussion on sexuality, but I won't do that with y'all today. I know you hate that. Um, oh well, I mean, I know how you feel about Richard Pryor just as a comedian. So I didn't feel no kind of way about that. Like none of that was surprising, right? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't think you would, but I can think of a whole bunch of aunties and uncles who are going to be in their feelings. What? <laughs> Even though Richard Pryor himself had all these jokes that maybe y'all thought was purely jokes, and but they was based in truth like a lot of jokes are. Like, I wasn't surprised by any of the people that he named having encounters with Especially men James before. Especially James Baldwin, what? Maybe with one another. I was a little taken aback <laughs> right. by that. The thought of Marlon Brando and <laughs> Richard Pryor fucking had never crossed my mind. Not ever. I just want to know who was topping. You know, and I felt like it was inappropriate to ask, but deep in my spirit, I think the first time Marlon Marlon was the top. I do. You do? Yeah. And I think I think I, like Ms. I think Richard Pryor went back situation. for a second. Well, and I feel like he had to be versed, right? He was bi. Or maybe he was just fucking everything. Right. <laughs> and I mean, didn't have a sexuality. Verse. That's true. That is a very good point. I mean, that's just less fun. Depending okay. on how you feel. About okay, well, you know what? Life. I'm a, this is this is what I'm saying of is, expertise. and niggas today have been filling my timeline with old photographs and, and video of Marlon Brando to remind people that he was quite a looker. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, but who didn't know that Marlon Brando was fine as fuck? I don't know. I'm. I mean, I can't say that if he didn't ask me to fuck, I wouldn't have done it. Also, I'm like, oh, I was waiting, waiting for you to. <laughs> Find your way up here. <laughs> Didn't Eartha Kid have a threesome with James Dean and 
Who was that other fine white man Eartha Kid had a threesome with? I don't know with? what you talking about. Oh, yes. When was this? I just don't understand why Quincy felt like, you know what, I'm just going to let off these rounds. Paul Newman, who was also fine when he was young. Okay. And James Dean. I'm like, yes, get it in. So I'm not really sure exactly what this was about. If he just had maybe like some scotch or some honey and was like, you know what? I'm 85. He said he ain't drank in two years. He's sober and he feels 19 again. So it was the exact opposite. He got off of everything and was like, it's no time to tell the truth. around 24 year olds <laughs> at 72. God, that is gross. Ugh, the thought of anyway, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to go there mentally, but I've, I found the interviews to be delightful <laughs> and I am looking forward to see whatever he's putting out with Oprah in a couple months or, or whatever it is. I think that whole, you know, older black person, especially somebody who has been such a huge part of not just black history, but music and has been so influential in so many ways. That person's story is almost guaranteed to be like riveting and something everybody wants to pay attention to. There's there's a benefit to outliving everybody else you ever know. You get to be the old one telling all the stories. Well, I mean, there's that. That's it this week for our Hot Tops. We're going to take a break and finally move the fuck on. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts 
All right, so we're back, and it's time for our listener letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. Two quick questions to start us off. Um, are you caught up on Drag Race? Any opinions, etc.? I saw last week's episode, but not the ones right before it, so I, I will stay mostly out of this. I am the opposite. I saw the ones before it, and I missed mm. last week's. Um, so, so you missed milk in that Celine Dion thing. I did. You did. Hmm. I actually saw like when they all got the diva that they were supposed to portray and then Thorgy started bitching because she got Stevie Nicks. (laughs) (laughs) But then I literally had to go to the airport. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, I'm just. Do you have a favorite queen? Somebody you're rooting for overall? As of right now, um, I really. I like Ben de la Creme. I like Trixie is really funny, but I just, I, I want BB to win again. Okay. I do. I don't even like, I don't <laughs> even know why they brought that bitch back to be honest with you. I'm like, why the hell would they put the, the number one, like first winner, mm. black bitch, complete slayer yeah, in here and give me this anxiety. I want that bitch. She, she should have been a fucking judge. Okay, okay. I think um, I want BB to win. I also really love Shangela, so I like most of the 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 cast for mm-hmm. All Stars Three. I would have loved it if Shea Kule could have been in this. And I heard that Kimchi was asked to come back but declined for personal reasons or something like that. But I don't feature milk and I'm not a a, a fan of Aja. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it right there. And then the other question, do you, have you played something called Uncharted Lost Legacy? No, but I played all the other Uncharted. So I just haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay. Well, apparently one of, or the leads are two women of color. Yep. Is it like that in all the Uncharted's? No, typically Uncharted is a white man named Nathan Drake you're playing as. Oh, okay. And I don't think that you ever really get to control Oh, nice, else. nice. Okay. But one of the women from uh, Uncharted 2 is the lead character and then uh this black chick who is in part four is like your partner mm-hmm. in it so it's like a spinoff in a way is this a game i would like or is it a bunch of shooting and stuff it's a bunch of shooting okay and no, never mind. <clears throat> all right so our first question this week um comes from sean who says started as a top now he verse work and i'm turned off oh, oh don't work <laughs> Hi, Chris Lincoln Fury. I met this guy on Jacked, and he told me he was a top. We talked, got close, fucked, and all that good stuff. On all that good stuff. One day, he hit me up and told me that he wanted to have a threesome with me and another guy. I asked who the guy was, and he told me it was his best friend, so I said, okay. How do you, oh, Fast yeah, forward you, okay. to the friend coming to my house, and we started talking as we waited for the dude, Marvin, to come. When Marvin showed up, I noticed he was acting really awkward towards this best friend. Like, when he sat down, he turned his body away from him and wouldn't even make eye contact, which I thought was weird. Anyway, we started doing the deed, and Marvin's best friend was having trouble staying hard, so I was sitting there thinking I was doing something wrong. After about 20 minutes, Marvin said he had to go to work in the morning and decided to leave, but the best friend stayed. So we talked and ended up having sex. This time he got really hard and stayed hard. So that's when I realized that Marvin was the problem, not me. After we had sex, we were laying up and talking. And I asked him why he was having issues staying hard when Marvin was there. And he told me that he was lost because Marvin didn't give him head or touch him or anything. So I said, what? And come to find out Marvin and this guy are not best friends, but Marvin is his bottom. And the best friend thought he was going to top the both of us. 
Okay. Are you following me? I think so. Okay. Now I'm turned off because Marvin presented himself to me as a top, but I found out that he loved. But to find out that he loves Dick ruined my whole image of him. Oh God. So I have stopped talking to him. Am I wrong for feeling this way? Thanks, Sean. Now I picked this question because I could. I felt like this goes a little bit over into gay male territory that I am not familiar with, with the whole bottoms not being attracted to verse because verse niggas, because verse niggas might actually like Dick, even though it seems like there's two dicks involved anyway. So doesn't everybody <laughs> like Dick? So I don't know. No. So this is for you. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> All right. Great. <laughs> so I guess I've got to, you know, well, so cause to me that does, like okay so lesbians we mm-hmm. have our studs right. dykes for those of us who are women who like women the rest of you can't say dykes right. but anyway and then we have fems or you know people somewhere in the middle or whatever and like true usually studs are the only ones to like strap up or whatever but mm-hmm. it is not unheard of for fems to do the same thing or use a dildo on a stud or even just finger them or whatever. Like, that's not like, my God, I can't believe she likes, you know, penetration and hit at the same time. Because, bitch, you don't. Right. right? right. So, so to me, I, this is a little weird to be like. I'll tell you what I think that it is. Or what I'm almost certain that it is. It's more of a mental thing. And I think that it has a lot to do with um, the attraction to masculinity more than just like genitals or stimulation like it has a lot to do with it and for whatever reason a lot of y'all feel like taking a dick makes you less trade or masculine like he said it ruined the image he had for him because i guess he just thought he was like you thought he was just some just a some nigga top. who would never ever let dick in his butt and so it just fucks you up that he did i just think that for whatever reason it's, it, i think it has a lot to do with the way that men gay men view bottoms like it's the role of the woman or the more female one or just being submissive is this that and the third and so his image of this guy has now been tainted i guess because he's finding out that he likes dick too or whatever I'm just, I mean, okay. So, so this is a, like a common thing. This isn't like exclusive to Sean. Or anything. I don't know. I would say it is not exclusive to Sean. I don't know how common it is, but I know that a lot of niggas would probably be turned off if they found out that someone wow. they believe is a strict top was versed. Not even just like a bottom or just preferred one or the other. Like if he ever, every now and then, like some dig or whatever, I wanted you to top them. It would be like. Like, oh, no. Oh, okay. I cannot. So, is it more about him? I hope I'm explaining this well. Is it more about Sean being an exclusive bottom and, like, not ever being willing to top this? I don't think so. Okay. And you can certainly write in and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that that's what it is. I think it's more so how he views the guy he thought was just a top or his top, since I guess, you know, we're talking about property. (laughs) Um you know, he looks at him differently now. Okay. And probably he looking at him as one of the girls. And I just think that that's dumb. Even if he, even if, let's say he identifies as verse, but he's exclusively a top with you. That still ruins the image. Just knowing that occasionally he does like to grab his ankle. For some niggas, maybe. Wow. Not for all of them. Because 
I could understand being turned off by like being asked to be the dick dealer. Like I'm never going to strap up. I'm not going to do that. I'll hold right. a dildo, but I'm right. not going to wear a harness. Right. The answer is no. There are some bottoms that don't even want you to acknowledge their penis. Just like there are some tops that don't even want you to acknowledge their booty. Wow. Are they booty hole? Maybe you know what I'm saying. Like some are like that far on the other but there side. Are bottoms of this. who don't like to get their dick sucked. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what's wrong. I thought with everybody with a dick like getting it sucked. I really did. <laughs> I'm not Ask even around. gonna lie to you. I really. There did. are some bottoms that are just kind of like don't even just leave it alone. Don't okay. Even. Well, and I mean, there some... are touch me not studs also who are like don't. It isn't for you. That's my job to do to you. Right. So. But I just thought everybody with a dick was into it. Different strokes. Okay, yeah, for of different course, folks. Of course, that makes sense. I just think that it's kind of silly to be turned off. You just have to understand where that's coming from and why you're thinking the way that you are. And if yeah, because he's asking if he's wrong for feeling this way, and to me, it, I don't know that it's wrong. Is more, it's just like not totally rational. I don't think that it's rational either, but I just understand. Like, I, I, I think I know why mm-hmm. you think that way. And it's just like, he's been getting dick. Like, prior prior to him giving you some, like, that has never changed. Right. So, if he doesn't, if he's not requiring you to fuck him or whatever, then why couldn't he right. just why be the same it, person right. that you've been sleeping with, <laughs> dating, or doing whatever it is that you're doing? You know, like... It's maybe silly. y'all couldn't be in it's a relationship right maybe you can be in a relationship I understand fucking that. around I don't see why that has to stop y'all from just fucking around like, I don't as long as he doesn't ask you to give out any dick I don't see the big deal but I think that your little trade mask top <laughs> image that you have for him just got shattered because you found out that he likes but let me tell you something I think like, you need to investigate why you feel that way like why is it a man taking dick makes you feel like he's less masculine I was gonna say you know what let's move on no, no, I think you should say it. I mean, you are the gay man. Every nigga okay. is intrigued by dick in some way, shape, or form. Gay. And I could even say, like, I, I personally believe that everybody is intrigued by dick in one way or the next. Like, even, like, straight men that have, like, a big dick are obsessed with their dicks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or just what they can do or their ability to digmatize you with it. But that's like a theory that I would probably have to be sober to explain and make sense. (laughs) But I will just say that like for gay men specifically, like I know it's tons of tops that would probably never bottom, but for whatever reason, like bottoms with big dicks. Why? Yeah, what difference does it make? Maybe they like sucking a big dick. No. Okay. Sorry. It's again like this weird, you know what? I'm not even going to speak for a lot of people. I'll let you niggas out there speak for yourselves, possibly. Chime in, dial in to the Queen's Court and let us know. Because I feel like this is something where a lot of opinions could be like valid and helpful here. Like a bunch of different people chiming in on this. Maybe you also would be turned off by somebody you thought was a strict top and they ended up being verse and you provide some context to why Sean might feel this way. So let me think of like a a celebrity that if they were gay, I feel like they would be like a like a, a strict power alpha top. Mm. Honestly, I've been gay for so long that I just know better. Like I can't think of one. All of these niggas. Like you can think of really any brolic, tatted up, 
thug nigga. And I could see him with his legs up. Because it's just wow. like, they're... It, okay. It's just dick. Don't we That's all have it. it in us? Like, don't like... <laughs> I mean, dick is, is not the is. problem. Men are the problem. Dick is not... <laughs> dick is not the, the thing that causes the issues. I think that you just have an idea of what you want your top to be and your top does not take dick. And if that's how you feel, especially if you're just looking for her like some fun in the bedroom, then go and get that. You get right back on the app. I'm sure you'll find one somewhere. Are but, there a lot of strict tops? Is this like very easy to find? They're or an are endangered most niggas, species. Okay. These niggas be lying. Right. Okay. They be lying. So that's what this is. He thought he had a strict top, but niggas be lying. Because and for so whatever reason, it's just fantasy is shattered. super hor. Like it's just the worst, most embarrassing thing ever to be a bottom. It's like being a mutant. See, that's you what have I'm to keep saying. It to yourself unless it's super obvious. I feel like these negative, these negative feelings are a problem because of what they're rooted in, which is like bottom phobia and femphobia phobia and all these right. things like the more feminine you are the worse it is the right. fact that he does something that you consider feminine even though he's doing it with other niggas and you do it and you like you also do it so it's just like you his masculinity is less in your eyes because of that so are you do you not consider yourself as much of a man as the next man like that just kind of seems like he can't like dick for the same reasons you like I mean clearly he likes I don't it just you're two men I don't <laughs> it just seems like I would assume nine times out of ten, if you are fucking somebody who is the same sex as you, that that person being into those genitals would like not be a turnoff. I just don't. It's kind of a little too much for me. <laughs> Everybody but, is a little bit different. I will say. Like I would, brand. but what I will say, like niggas who are strict tops, they may not want to do anything with your dick or be interactive with your dick. Okay. But I don't know a nigga that's 100% top that's just like, I wish I could just get this dick out of the room. I don't even want to see it. Because if all you wanted to have was anal so with somebody much. who didn't have a dick, then you could just do it with a woman. There are lots of ladies into a cis woman. There are lots of ladies into anal <laughs> sex. But, right. So it just seems like, I don't, I don't know. But I appreciate the input here. I feel like like this is a conversation that maybe other people can chime in on and let us know how they feel. Our next question comes from Sally, who says, my mother-in-law is trash on a Taylor Swift level of garbage. Get rid of her. My husband is Filipino and I am Dominican. We are both on the fairer side and have straight hair, which will make sense later. When my husband was six, his parents took him and his brother and sister on a family trip to Las Vegas. While they were there, his mother went missing. They had searches and posters up trying to find her. And she finally called them a month later from the Philippines, telling her husband that she had run away to be with the guy she had been cheating on him with. She abandoned her children and didn't bother to contact them until my husband was in high school. For the next several years, she came in and out of their lives. Fast forward to today, my husband has worked very hard and has an executive level position at a tech firm and I own my own business. We were living a very happy and comfortable life until a year ago. His mom showed up at our doorstep one night begging to spend the night. My husband is the only person who still talks to her, so she didn't have anywhere else to go. Apparently, the guy she left my father-in-law for had enough of her shit and kicked her out. Damn. Look at that. My husband talks about how much trauma he endured with his mother, but keeps trying to create a stable relationship with her. I try to support him as best I can because I can see the pain in his eyes when he talks about the situation. We let her stay the night. And next thing I know, she was asking to stay for a while. 
We agreed, but only under the condition that she keeps random men out of our home and helps take care of our two kids for a few hours every Tuesday and Thursday. Well, the bitch has been failing on every level. I came home early last Thursday and found a bunch of beer cans on my kitchen counter. Oh, hell no. She was in the family room watching TV while some random man in a wife beater was laid out on the couch snoring. I asked where the girls were. And she told me she took them to school as drop-ins for the day. Oh, no, not with daycare. Bitch, you can't do that. Anyway, she took them to school as drop-ins for the day, which is twice the normal rate because she had business to take care of. I called the school and found out that she has been doing this for several weeks and that we we have been paying about $1,500 a month in extra fees. I was pissed, but my husband seems to just be really sad about the whole thing. He said he's disappointed, but wants to try to help his mother do better. I can't take this anymore. She's always asking for money. So she went behind my back and tried to get my husband to buy her a new car because the 2014 Accord that we have wasn't fancy enough for her. She comes and goes at all hours. And to top it off, I found out that she has been telling my girls that they are lucky that their mom is white, which I am not, and has nice hair. My oldest daughter, yeah. My oldest daughter told me that she has actually shown them pictures of black-skinned Mexican girls, a.k.a. Afro-Latinas, online and said how ugly and black they were with nappy hair. I don't play that shit, and I went off on her for that. Of course, she played dumb, but my girls are four and five and would have no idea about any of that shit unless somebody had told them. I can't take this anymore. I know that my husband wants his mom, but this is destroying the family that we've built. I do not know what else to do. Please help. Okay. Um... That was a lot. She is, I would say, definitely on Taylor Swift levels of trash. I agree. Because this is stink. So, what's happening right now is that my mind is, like, running through all of the different ways that she could get the fuck out your house. And then which one is, like, speediest. Like, this bitch is costing you money. Costing you money. Costing you, like... Mental health, right, and sending you stress comfort. Um, talking to your baby's crazy and planting wildness in their heads. Uh, that racism. is just too much. And like, yeah, there's a, a a certain level of support. I feel like you owe your spouse, especially on something so sensitive, mm-hmm. and you know he's hurting from it and all of that. But at the same time, it's also your house. And you have two kids in this house. Right. And you have just as much right to be comfortable and at peace in your house as he does. Um, And so I feel like a conversation needs to take place about how she's going to get the fuck out. Because she has to get out anyway. Like, the plan was never for her to come and live with y'all until she's dust. Right. (laughs) Like, And you know how people will just move in and decide to stay. Which is why I have always said (laughs) if anybody come to you me whoever and is like oh I need a place to crash before I nod my head anywhere we're talking about an escape plan like how what is the plan here Mm -hmm. let's get some stuff on paper so we know what's going on because you're not gonna pull no okie doke I'm dead ass serious like I know you are because it's so easy for the girls to come in and get comfortable and be like oh yeah cause I just and this is what happened this week and da 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 and then you're left in your own home Mm -hmm. being made to feel like you're an asshole or you would be an asshole by asking this bitch when the fuck they gonna get out your house even though you are usually spending more money to support this person now being in your house. Just increase the light bills, increase grocery bills, like 
expenses go up when somebody moves in and they probably not kicking in on that. And then for me, I just really fucking love living alone. And it's going to fuck with my spirit to have somebody in my house more than three or four days. (laughs) So if I know you come in and you need to stay for like a few weeks or a month or something, then I also need to see the progress being made towards you getting out. I think you're going to run into an issue here because of your husband's complicated emotional connection to his mother. Absolutely. Because what she did to him was really fucked up. Yeah. The fact that she went missing and then popped up in the Philippines like, oh, hey, not coming home until whenever. Fuck you. Like, fuck my kids. That is just, that's traumatic and no bullshit. Your husband needs to be in therapy for that if he hasn't already. But I'm no, I'm not even going to say that because if he had been in therapy about it, he probably would not have let her back in the house. Like he probably wouldn't have ever let her stay. But he needs to talk to somebody qualified and work through the the feelings and what that did to him. Because that's not just some like he might be OK or seem to be functioning just fine. But parents can really fuck you up, man. And it's it's important to talk to somebody when you had a parent that was damaging in a way like that. So, right. yeah, I think if until he works out his issues with his mom, it's going to be very difficult for him to be like, fuck her, kick her out. You know, she can go to the Salvation Army or whatever. Like, I think you're going to struggle with that. But and I'm sure she's taking full advantage of that. Maybe if you can position it as a safe the issue for the girls because she has random men in your house and that is just not okay i know she went and dropped them off at daycare but again like you said the drop-in rate is twice the regular rate y'all can't be paying that every time she decides to have some dick come through no like she needs to not have random niggas in your house so this is why niggas was just never asked to come and stay with me because when i tell you the only dick being dealt in my house mm -hmm. it's coming my way uh, well, first of all, yes, nobody is allowed to have sex where I pay the rent, but me and the people I have invited to my house to have sex with me. <laughs> that's just, that's it. It's just the end of the discussion. You, it's so disrespectful for you to fuck under my roof. And <laughs> it's so disrespectful. No, I don't care what you say. If you don't like it, guess what you can go do? Pay rent somewhere and fuck there. That's what you can do. <laughs> There's got to be an app for that. Figure it there out. There has to be. What? You better call one of them Dominican room rental services and get your ass the fuck out of my apartment. Get away from me. Get your $200 deposit and your first week's rent and get the fuck out. I wish I would walk into my house. Oh, no. And somebody and smell dick. else's mom oh, no. is in there with a nigga just laid out on my furniture. Right? Not even. And not even somebody you've had a chance to build a relationship with as a mother-in-law. Because everything you've ever known about her is that she's trash. So you already didn't like her for what she did to your husband. And then she showed up and now she's getting on your nerves, too. She has to get on my Girl, right. I would position it as I have to look out for our children first and foremost. The fact that she brings random men over here lets me know that she cannot be trusted. She drops them off and costs us money without saying anything about it. It's not like this bitch has a job or somewhere else to be. So if I have to take me and my girls and move into a hotel until you decide that your family is more important, then let that be what I do. But you just not. It's not going. I have to look out for my kids. I have to. And if you you we need to talk about it and I'm more than willing to work with you through this. Go to counseling with you if you want me to. But you cannot choose this woman over your family. I would just tell him, you know. I am 100% on your side. 
I support you as my husband and I understand what you're going through and I want for you to be happy. But yes, for like the safety of my kids and also my, you know, mental well-being and not like stripping the pain off these fucking walls with my bare hands. Before I go she's got to get out. off on your mama. I have no allegiance to her. I don't care about her. She clearly does not care about me or you. And I really, d- I don't want to slap your mama in my own house, but it it feels like I'm gonna get there. I the wave, <laughs> it's just it's heading in I that feel direction. I'm gonna slap this bitch, Marcus, or whatever his name is. I'm going to slap her. She told your kids that Afro Latinas were black and ugly and had nappy hair. Like, oh, you lucky your Dominican mama is white. Okay, well, a lie, but that she's you know that light and has straight hair because otherwise you would be what. Ugly? With one of them ugly, one of them ugly Dominicans, one of them black ass Dominicans, like nah, nah, she got to go, she got to go. Like I'll be like, you're actually lucky that I'm allowing you to be the one to kick her ass out. <laughs> I truly want to be the one to tell the bitch to leave. But okay, with her being your mother, I will I allow for that you to be the one to tell her she's got to get out. And I'm here to fully support you and whatever it is that you need to heal past all of this once she's out. But that bitch has to go. Well, I mean, because it sounds like she really did a number on him. That is, I can't even imagine if my mama would have done us like that. I can't even fathom. I I don't even know where, like, I, I couldn't either. So. so, yeah, good luck. But definitely, even if y'all don't kick her out, your husband should be in therapy. Yeah, he definitely should talk to somebody about and that. And that lady, I don't know. Is there a separate entrance y'all can, can she go stay in the garage or something? I wouldn't even want her in the house like with Junior the kids. Like Junior and my wife and kids. <laughs> yes. Uh, like the ju- twin bed. <laughs> like next to the, Junior. Next to the Highlander. Yes, some shit like that. All she right. She sucks. Huh, let's see. Should we do one more? Why not? My read's short. This is... Okay, so there's one about a black woman who's dating a white cop, and there's another one about a girl who wants to know what to do about a nigga. So which one should it be? What's wrong with the nigga? Uh, She feels like he didn't do something or he's trying to get out of something that he should be doing. I'm more interested in that. Okay. So this question comes from Boohoo, who says... I've been seeing this man casually for about a month and it's been a lot of fun. Our last date was the day after his birthday, which he spent with his family. We shared a bottle of wine and had great sex. Of course you did. During Pillow Talk, I mentioned in passing that my birthday was coming up pretty soon on the 11th, a few days before Valentine's Day, because we were talking about astrology. Side note, not that y'all care, but for the listeners who do, we're both Aquariuses. After the date, we said we'd see each other again. (laughs) But when I hit him up to hang out last weekend, he said he'd love to, but he's got the bar exam at the end of February. So he'd rather wait until after his exam on March 3rd. He has a nine to five on top of being in law school. So I understand that he's juggling quite a bit. But am I really wrong for thinking he's using this as a convenient excuse for getting out of celebrating my birthday and Valentine's Day guilt free? I won't be devastated if he wasn't present for either holiday, but it just seems like a red flag that he's too busy to make a little time for either. Love you both. And I look forward to being sympathized with or being dragged as y'all see fit. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs, boohoo. I'm glad you were ready for either one. Me too. Um, so I would just like to say, first of all, shout out to February 11th. That's my brother's birthday. Yay! Um, and as far as I'm concerned, Aquariuses are the worst people I've ever dated. And I will never do that again. All right. So <laughs> well. the fact that there are two of you together, I don't know if that's a great idea or a horrible idea. Well, maybe <laughs> two Aquarians... That. 
Zins, maybe they're know. perfect for each maybe other. Maybe so. I don't know. I will say that I, you guys have been smashing casually for a month. So I also don't see an issue with him being like, girl, the bar exam is in three weeks. I have to stay home and study. Like, I don't have time for anything else. Um, but I do think that if he was like probably feeling you as much as you seem to be feeling him, he probably would take a little time out on one day or the other to spend with you. Probably your birthday as opposed to Valentine's Day. Yeah. But again, it's only been a month and it's casual sex. So he might be like, you just one of the people I'm fucking and I'm not making That's time out for your birthday. what I'm thinking. <laughs> right. I don't think he's thinking of you in a date type of way. No, I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings, but... I mean, it's been four simple casual weeks. Right. Like, it's I'm not... Like, that's like, like 12 hours in nigga time. Y'all fuck the day after his birthday, which is fine. You know, sharing wine and having sex feels like that's just what you do in casual sex situationships. Like, There's a good chance he has sex with somebody else on his birthday. He probably did. I mean, she said he spent it with his family. Like, maybe that's what he told you. And he probably did have, you know, birthday party or whatever with his family. But that ended at 10. <laughs> And then he pulled up his phone. And the freak show started to end. <laughs> I'm just saying. For it to be such a short amount of time and to be such a casual relationship, I think that there's nothing wrong with him prioritizing the bar exam over your birthday or Valentine's Day, especially because y'all aren't really anything. That's what casual means. Right. Like you, it's almost like you don't want it to be what you're saying that it is. Right. I mean, so, which I get, but like... But this is how y'all get yourselves caught up. This exactly. is how y'all be like, oh no, Kiff, you and Crystal, I'm in this situationship and it's been going on for eight months. Like, skirt! <laughs> A situationship should never last that long. Right. At that point, somebody has feelings for somebody else and it is no longer a safe situationship. At all. It doesn't work like that. And you're using words that kind of sound like maybe you're interested in something more than that with him. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe you need to check your feelings now so that you yeah. don't get them hurt. Check yeah. them check them right now. <laughs> like if it's upsetting you that he doesn't want to do this, just break it off and don't fuck him no more cuz you're going to get your feelings hurt. You seem like you need to add maybe two or three other niggas to your roster real quick. Right. That's all you need. All you need is other options. That's it. So that when that nigga is like he's not showing dick. up for your birthday or don't want to go and watch Black Panther or yes. whatever like that, then you got let me go and call yes. you know Kevin or let me go and call Tyreek or right. whoever the fuck and like go and see what one of these. That's exactly what men do to y'all. You know, yeah. like he is more than likely talking to and dating multiple people just because he hasn't been talking to you for very long. And that's cool. You don't even have to sleep with all of them if you just want to be boring. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kidding. But <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm just saying like if you did want to go in I mean, it's nothing like, wrong with sample. having a movie hoe and having a dinner hoe, having a theater hoe. She's got to have it. So I mean, just saying, like, have your rotation, have your options, because he probably does as well. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. And I don't want you to get your feelings. And a month is too quick to be in your feelings. Oh, girl, it is. So yes, good luck and God bless. Hopefully, get rid of him just off of the like GP. The fact that you said we shared a bottle of wine and had great sex, I feel like the dick is getting to you, girl. Like the dick. In that sentence, the it digmatization was clear that has it begun. Touched her yes, more than just physically, because <laughs> she meant she had to mention that it was great sex. Right, she had to. The dick has started to take hold in you, and you need to be really extra aware of your steps now. He's not the only one with good dick. He's not, girl. So don't get caught up over this one good dick. There are lots of good dicks, and sometimes they're attached to someone who is like 
actually worthy of hanging around and saying, hey, I'm fond of you. Mm, yeah, sometimes. But, you know, the uh, yeah, <laughs> a month is just no, girl. Good luck uh, with that whole situation. Um, I guess let us know if you are able to easily turn off your feelings for him. <laughs> it just sounds like you're headed towards having feelings. So, yeah. All right. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking about therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're back and it's time to wrap this show up finally with three. It is. You said your read was short this week? Yeah. I'm trying to decide whether I want to pass my read or if I want to just... Well, last week's was just so good. I know. I almost don't know if I want to follow it. I feel like I should just leave that the way that it is. <laughs> maybe, yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll save this. Pass the read for a later date. Okay, okay, so two things. First of all, um, fuck you to is this Alexandria High? I don't know her in Calhoun County. So, a uh, seventeen-year-old student named I want to say J A N I Z I A Janizia. Janizia. That's Genizia. probably close. Okay. Hope hope we got that right. Ross, seventeen years old. Um, was performing in a talent show for her high school and apparently ended the show off or performance off with a promposal to another uh, girl okay. in the school. Aww. So I guess Alexandria didn't see it for that. Um, she's been suspended alongside another female student who helped her with the promposal. So apparently she had a poster that was made that just had the word prom on it with a rainbow question mark after. Um, and if you've seen these videos all over social media for the past however many years that these have been popular, like the kids are like turning asking out a prom date or possible prom date into like it's like a wedding proposal. A, like a wedding proposal like i'm so glad this wasn't a thing when cakes. i was in high school same i would have been so embarrassed i'm the only bitch with no proposal <laughs> like what does that do for like a 16 17 year old child right. where you're like no derek okay <laughs> oh God, it's too much it's too much you saw shalice got flowers they like rained from the sky they brought 12 doves <laughs> 
Right. That spelled out prom or nah in the sky. Bring it, Derek. I would have been the only one of my friends who just did not get a promposal at all. I just wouldn't have gotten one at all. Like, I just really don't think any nigga would have gone all out like these kids be doing these days. So I'm glad that was just before my time. Me too. I'm kind of glad uh, I missed it. It's cute, but I'm glad I wasn't in high school. It was bad enough on candygram days, even though I only got candygrams if I had a boyfriend. Candygrams were cute. If I wasn't in a relationship, I did not get a candygram. Candygrams were cute. It was fun. Except for when I wanted candy and I didn't have a gram. Oh, and I'm Valentine's Day, we would, they would send orange crushes because it was like crush day. So you would get like an orange crush and your little Valentine's chocolate. You would get like a can of pop. Well, all right. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So she was suspended alongside the other student because the school says that they, she was told specifically not to do it. But apparently the girl who had her handed her the poster or helped her with the promposal wasn't aware that she wasn't supposed to do it or something, according to them. So the promposal, I can't think of what else to call it. It's it, literally what it's called. It went on anyway. <laughs> and they suspended the kids. Here's the thing. They then had like, they had a an announcement over the intercom during the morning announcements that have the school apologize to anyone who was offended by the incident saying that Alexandria is a Christian school. It's a public school. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a public school. Yeah. I was about to say, this do sound like some private school fuckery. What? Oh, uh, uh-uh. No, bitch. It's not a Christian school if it's a public school. Not only that, um, so obviously the the school, like school board of the county or whatever, and the principal and all of them are trying to do damage. They've been trying to do damage control. And at one point, uh, one of them, I think the principal talks about a time where they told a boy that he couldn't propose, like he was actually proposing marriage, I guess, to another student in 2013. Wow. And like, he wasn't allowed to do it either. And the same student, let me find his name. I don't understand. How How can you stop them? The same student, Hunter Border, said he was the boy who made the marriage proposal to a female student um, during the 2013 talent show at the school. He was told not to do it and did it anyway, and they didn't discipline him. Mm. So that, alongside the fact that the school has had proposals happen in the school before, and it's never been anything about disrupting the, you know, the school day or distracting any students or whatever, but specifically you know, suspending these two girls or, you know, well, yeah, the two yeah. girls for this same sex promposal and then saying the school is a Christian school what when it mess. very clearly is not. I was about to say, so did they get suspended because there's just the school banned promposals and you did it anyway? No, it's because y'all are some homophobic fucks. But their excuses that the students were told not to do it and did it anyway. But that's but if happened. other kids have promposals all the time then that don't wash because how come none of them got in trouble for having promposals that don't make sense so no that's not okay and you let somebody literally propose marriage and he didn't get suspended so what the fuck and it's not like this student was like hey Kate please go to prom with me because your breasts are so perfect and symmetrical <laughs> and I think about them all day it was like prom and- like and that's worthy of a suspension. No, Why? Because school. there's a question mark here with the rainbow colors on it. It's very clearly a gay Trash. couple or whatever is going on, and you don't see it for that Mm-mm. because you're bigoted. So fuck Alexandria and whoever's running them or whatever. What state is this? Um, Alexandria is Alexandria the school or the county? Alexandria Heights is the school. Oh, okay. The county is Calhoun. Oh, okay. 
Um, County. Where is that? Alabama? Yep. Oh, no fucking wonder. (laughs) Every question I had has been answered. I know. (laughs) Goddamn, that's sad. It's almost like strange that there's even this dance they're trying to do around why? What actually why? happened and why it took place? Like at first, I thought it was California or something. I'm like, really? What? Yeah, no, no, it definitely says East Alabama right oh, here at the top. What a but, mess! Like, you cannot punish Mm-mm. a student for doing the exact same thing that all of these other students are done. Something that is completely harmless. Something that's taking place during a talent show. It's not like she started tap dancing on top of her desk in the middle of chemistry or something and everybody, nobody could get their fucking quiz done or something like that. Like right. It was a part of a performance that took place in a, in, a, in a school talent show. Nobody is being distracted by anything or being harmed by anything. It's 20 fucking 18. I'm sure that there are... They said that they They've had same-sex students attend proms and stuff like that before. So your problem here is clearly with the fact that they made, like, a gay spectacle. And you don't want to be condoning, like, gay kids expressing their sexuality or love or crushes or whatever in your Christian school. So what is this principal? The principal's name is um, Mac Holly. Fuck you. <laughs> Calhoun County School. Fuck you. Mess. Calhoun County Board of Education. Fuck you too. Ugh. And that's it. Okay. Oh, and also like, I don't know why y'all really like motherfuckers would be walking around in the street or on public transportation or anywhere playing the music from their phone or from like a Bluetooth speaker just for everybody to hear. Why? <laughs> why? For what? Why? 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 It isn't the 80s and it's not a boombox. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a block girl or a block boy. I don't expect for you to have, like, tear away Adidas pants on and you're just going to start doing, like, spins and stuff on the ground. So I have no idea why you feel like the entire block needs to hear a little Uzi Vert because you like it. Oh, no. Mm -mm. It's annoying. It's weird. Stop. Now I'm done. So you got back to Harlem. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Like, you made what? it back to the city. Just <laughs> be like, back. what? <laughs> like, why are we still doing this? But we're still doing this. I mean, it is what it is. Duh. What can you do? I'm finished. I love New York. Okay. Um. So my read this week goes out to a bitch named Patricia Cummings. This is uh, local to New York. This is right up in the Bronx where this happened. She uh, is a teacher at Middle School 118. She teaches social studies. And she recently had a lesson about slavery and the triangle trade. I heard about this. So Patricia, who is white, of course, (laughs) did this in multiples of her seventh grade class, just to give you an idea of how old these kids are. So she did this over and over She where she would pick three black kids and tell them to get on the floor in front of the rest of the class. She would say, you see how it is to be a slave? How does it feel? She did not leave it there. She would step on one of the kids' backs and Great. ask them how that shit felt Great. and if it felt good to be a slave. This is a certified teacher with New York City Public Schools. She earns about $69,000 a year to be around 11 and 12-year-old people, humiliate them publicly, 
put her fucking feet on them and then ask them how it feels to be a slave. I don't understand. So this is my thing. Like this lady is in the Bronx. The school is 81% black or Latino or black Latino, right. which is, you know, overlapping circles and just 3% white. So you're not going to tell me that you, even though you are a lily white bitch teaching in the Bronx, you are 28 years old, not a child by any stretch of the imagination, certainly not your first year teaching or anything like that. And you teach in such a predominantly black area that you really can't tell me at any point you thought it was a good idea for your mangy white ass to tell three black kids to get on the floor and then have the audacity to put your foot on them. I, I saw this on the news and it was parents up at the school just irate just like could barely get the words out in front of the camera because they were so pissed i'm trying to imagine what i would do to 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 some becky who put her foot on my baby's back and i'm just like blacking out i just can't i already know what i would do (laughs) like this bitch is lucky that she left the school before some of these kids mamas had the chance to get up i'm going down to the school and i'm telling authorities i'm not leaving until i get to put my foot on her (laughs) so so here's the, I'm going to be just like that daddy at Larry Nassar sentencing. Yes. Who was like, so judge. And they were like laughing. I was just like, you no, can I get ass. five minutes with him? No, sir. That's not how. One minute. Like he. he and was and so... was like, right. There's a little. <laughs> and he's like, so one minute or. No, you know, because I can I do that. Too. What needs to happen is I need to beat his ass. Because he violated my three children. That made me so sad. The, and like right. they tackled him and were like, we understand. Like we completely understand. We just cannot let you kill this Right. Man. And the judge was like, of course I'm not pressing charges or filing charges against him. I won't be punishing him in any way. They separate. They like they stopped him because Larry Nassar would have been able to file a suit right. and been like, you know, I wasn't protected in the court system. Exactly. Or he would have been able to sue you personally. If had you touched him. So they was looking out for you, sir, not for him. Like, I truly believe that in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's a totally different story, obviously. But I'm saying, like, as a parent, I would feel the exact same way about some teacher, black or white, really. This is a stupid, horrible shit lesson. This is an awful lesson. Like how? And I thought teachers had to run this shit by somebody before they decided to just do things. I guess not. I guess you could just do whatever the fuck. I thought you had to turn in lesson plans like a month or so in advance, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can just do whatever the fuck you want to at middle school 118. But the education department said that, you know, the investigation is obviously not complete, but this is fucked up and the behavior has no place in our schools. She has been reassigned away from children, but of course not fired or anything until I assume the investigation is complete. I don't know what more investigation you need. A bunch of seventh grade kids are not going to all get together and lie on their teacher or nothing. She clearly did it. So what else needs to be talked about here? She put her foot on a child's back. I would want her throat. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to need your larynx. I'm going to need all of this. I, it has to be in my possession because, bitch, have you lost your mind? Just auction it off. I tell you what. You put your foot on my baby. I get to put my foot on you. That's it. And I just I feel like to, that's fair. I, how is it not? You a grown ass woman stepping on my child's back? No, bitch. Absolutely not. I'm not leaving <sighs> until I can step on this Judge, bitch. I would just like to know, can I get 90 seconds in a room with Patricia Cummins, yes or no? 
Yes or no? Just turn sir. on Stomp by Kirk Franklin <laughs> and just let me just... I just want all of y'all to turn your heads for a minute and let me do what I have to do. So fuck How this woman. dare you? I don't know what you were thinking. It's like... It's like I honestly expect something like this to be like a story that I experienced growing up in Oklahoma and going to majority white schools until high school where, thank God, I got in with the blacks and things were just so much better. But that white middle school I went to and those experiences, that was really fucked up. And this is the kind of story I expect to hear from like one of them bitches, one of them cheerleader turned sorority girls who only is a teacher because it's a job her husband approves of her having. And so she's ignorant and a mess. And she's in the middle of a flyover state and she does something dumb like this. Bitch, you teaching the Bronx? I'm honestly surprised them kids didn't get up and beat your ass they damn selves. And I'm not even saying that like black kids are violent or whatever, but that's a, you clearly fucked up. You clearly crossed the line and, and you deserve your ass beat. Every single child you put your foot on, every child you may lay down in front of the room, they parents deserve to beat your ass. I just feel like that's fair. It is. It is fair. It's not, it won't be done. Justice won't be carried out, but it's fair. You get $70,000 a year to do this? Really? I know a lot of people who would love to make $70,000 a year and would have better lesson plan ideas for teaching slavery than making kids get on the fucking floor and putting your feet on them, bitch. Shame. And that's it. I'm done. Well, that just about wraps up the read for this week. It sure does. Make sure you check us out at thisistheread.com. And don't forget to tune in to HBO. They are airing the Two Dope Queens comedy special with Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson. It is a series of four specials that started last Friday. They are filmed in front of a live audience at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. So make sure you check it out. That is weekly on HBO starting like I said, February 2nd at 11.30 p.m. Check out Two Dope Queens. Um, Kid Fury, any news from you this week? I don't think I have any news this week. Okay. Um, are we supposed to be announcing this? Nope. Okay, just kidding. So then do we have an acronym this week? Um, B Y. G-I. Bitch, you guessed it. Damn. You get on my fucking nerves. You thought you was going to be able to yell it, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.